Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. The other day, someone asked what all the measurements meant that we see in computer ads. That served as a reminder that, though we've talked about things like RAM and hard drive size over the years, we haven't done so recently. If you're someone who knows all about such stuff, our apologies. If you're like this person who's contemplating replacing an older computer, or if you're even possibly buying your first computer, perhaps you might find it helpful to listen today with a pencil handy. So, when you head out to the computer store, or to your favorite online new computer or used machine auction site, what should you be thinking about? The first thing to be thinking about, of course, is what you want to do with your computer. If your main use will be to keep family mailing lists so you can send out holiday cards, or to keep a list of your favorite recipes and maybe write some letters now and again, you probably don't really need to even replace your old computer, unless it's malfunctioning. If you're buying one for the first time with those types of needs, you might want to look for a good used machine. If you do decide to shop for a used machine, either buy it from a store that will stand behind the machine or buy it from someone you trust. Used computers, like used cars, can be either a great bargain or a terrible nightmare. Now, at the other end of the spectrum, perhaps you've taken up stock market day trading and need a machine that, assuming you have high-speed internet connection, will allow you to make your fortune online. Or maybe there's a teenager in the house who's been lobbying for the latest and greatest so he or she can create and destroy universes in some game or another. In that case, you can't have too much firepower, uh, computer power. Whatever your needs, know what they are in advance and be sure to ask if the machine you're buying will be able to run the software you need to do whatever it is you want to do. In addition to being sure that a machine will run the software you want to use, there are four other core things to ask about when purchasing a personal computer. First, how fast does the machine run? There are a few considerations here, the type of processor, generation of the processor, and speed of the processor. So, for example, until very recently, Intel processors had been used in both Microsoft Windows computers and Mac computers. Those computer chips, which were referred to as CPUs, or Central Processing Units, are the guts of the computer, and in large part establish what the computer can do. So, a computer with an Intel i3 chip probably won't be as powerful as one with an i5 chip, which is not as powerful in turn as one using an i7 or even an i9 chip. You get the idea. Within each of those chip lines, the chips can be of different generations. So we might see a machine advertised as having, for example, a 12th generation i7 processor. Generally speaking, the higher the number for the processor and for the generation of the processor, the more capable it will be. There is also, by the way, another chip family that's made by AMD, usually called Ryzen processors, and they have a slightly different way of describing the processor capabilities and generations. Those machines tend to be a little less expensive at the low and mid-range end of the computer market, 
ask the salesperson to explain the differences if that is the type of machine you're looking for. In the Mac world, Apple recently began making its own processors, referred to as M1 and M2, M2 being the most up-to-date at the moment. Again, there are differences in speed and capability within each processor line, so be sure to ask whoever the salesperson is about the capability of whatever machine you're contemplating. A second big item to consider is the storage mechanism. How large is it? What type of mechanism does it use? And how fast does it run? These days, the most common measurement of storage capacity is gigabytes, or billions of bytes. Recall that a byte is made up of eight bits, and bits are the most basic unit of measurement in a computer. Binary digits, from which the term bit comes, represented in the machine's code by a one or a zero. These days, some storage units are starting to have capacities measured in terabytes, a terabyte being roughly equivalent to a trillion bytes. Storage devices are either hard drives, which use a spinning platter and a reading-writing arm, sort of like the tone arm on those old turntables we use to play vinyl albums. As such, hard drives are mechanical devices that can, if dropped or otherwise stressed, become damaged and not work anymore. The other type of storage device, generally more expensive than a mechanical hard drive, is an SSD, which stands for Solid State Device. As its name implies, it's an electrical rather than a mechanical device and less prone to becoming inoperable if banged or shaken. Whether a mechanical hard drive or an electrical SSD, the speed with which the device can store or access information will vary with the particular unit. Basically, the higher the read-write speed, the better, especially if you're editing photos or video or music. For less taxing tasks, differences in those speeds are usually not noticeable. So, how big a storage device, whether a hard drive or an SSD, should you have? The answer is basically as big as you can afford. No one has ever been sorry they had extra storage space. The third area to think about in choosing a computer is RAM, which stands for Random Access Memory. That's essentially the amount of working space the computer has to accomplish whatever you ask it to do. There are two things to inquire about with respect to RAM. How much does the machine have when you buy it? And how much extra RAM would you be able to add later on if you decide you want more? The short answer is, as much as you can get. If you're buying a new computer today, it will probably come with at least four gigabytes of RAM, and you'll probably need it all. If you'd like to work with sound or video or retouch photographs, you'd probably be wise to get 16 gigs of RAM or more, and many current new machines come with that much RAM standard. Also, be sure to ask how much additional RAM you can add later, because you may want to add some RAM down the line. A fourth factor to note is how much VRAM, or Video Random Access Memory, 
the machine has. And again, the more the better, especially if you want to watch videos online or maybe even make your own. There are, of course, lots of other things to think about when you go computer shopping. But if you pay attention to these core ones, you'll probably be happy with what you purchase and won't be overwhelmed by some show-off salesperson. And that will make both you and us happy as we look forward to future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.